sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That's Sean Sides. And that's Tom Sides. How you doing, Thomas? I'm doing all right, buddy. Coming off like a nice little Sunday here. I did some stuff today. I'm pretty pleased with myself. Nice. I was I was a little bit out of commission earlier on the weekend. I had uh, my second shot for the of Moderna, getting me all vaxxed up. Nice. But fuck, it took me out of commission. I was in bed for like <laughs> 36 to 48 hours of just pure like watching movies and sleeping it was brutal it's almost nice sometimes when ailments take you out and you get to do that but i mean it's always better when it doesn't happen <laughs> it, like i haven't been thrown through such a loop in so long like i like i've been sick or i've had like the sniffles or something like that and i'm yeah. able to just carry on doing whatever i need to do but like i was so out of it for like 36 hours all i watched were like Morgan Freeman murder mystery movies. <laughs> I like those days though, where you watch movies you'd never usually watch, right? Oh, there's a few I didn't even see before, like uh, Kiss the Girls. You ever see this one? Yes, way back in the day. That's an older one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, there's got to be, I don't know if Morgan Freeman was typecast or he's just continually or continuously playing detectives. Or uh, psychologist detectives. Yeah. But fuck, he does that well. From seven to kiss the girls is unbelievable. Agreed. Or, uh, Along Came a Spider or uh, what else is he in? He, he's in a whole bunch of these movies. There's a bunch of them, yeah. And like any other role that he's into, they just have that tone to them that he carries himself with where you he's intriguing. Oh, yeah. Like with his voice alone going like, I'm Morgan Freeman. I need to solve this case. To, Who like, is that? Sorry. Really? You're just going to judge that impression? That was a spot <laughs> on. <William Freeman. laughs> Sorry. No, but um, like it, they were just excellent movies because even some of them were kind of predictable. Like Kiss the Girls. I've never seen it before. But like I saw the credits and I went, that guy's the fucking bad guy the whole time. And I was right. <laughs> like, I didn't even need to see the movie. I went, that guy, he did it. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of can pick up on those when you see the actors that are in it sometimes. And you're like, well, you only ever play that type of actors. So <laughs> clearly the bad guy, like it's just a bunch of that. <clears throat> so even in my like Moderna stupor, I was like, it was fucking him the whole time. And I nailed it. <laughs> I like that when you like I was saying about having the sick days and watching obscure movies like that. I watched all of the horse movies one time when I was really sick with a cold. But which movies? The horse movies. Like the Secretariat, War Horse, like there's like a bunch of different horse movies, and I don't know how I've stumbled upon a horse movie marathon. I think there's one more that I'm missing, but they all have to do with like horse racing. Sea Biscuit. Sea Biscuit, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, I watched all those in one day when I was like really fucking sick, and it was they're pretty good movies. They're they're athletic movies, right? So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, when you were saying the horse movies, I was like, is there a trilogy that I've been missing out on this whole time? Yeah, that's and, fair. I just call them the horse movies because yeah. really they're all like centered around a horse and they're kind of like the same, you know, like weird genre. Horse did, Black, movies. did Black Beauty make the cut? No, it did not. 
<laughs> I don't think it was part of that club that day. Or Spirit? That might have. No, is that a cartoon? Yeah, it's a cartoon. Yeah, no, fuck that. Not no, it's live that. action or bust. If you're not a real horse, I don't want to do yeah. it. Well, I just if you're gonna tell me a horse story, I want it to be like a legit real horse that lived once instead of an imaginary horse. <laughs> That's where I draw the line when it comes to horse stories, I guess. Where's your line? Does the horse have to be the main character, or can you watch a Knight's Tale and be like, "This is a horse movie"? You guys, I wouldn't call that guys. a horse movie. I think that the horse has to be at least in the top three characters. That's fair. Yeah, there's got to be a line drawn there somewhere. Yeah, horse is clearly number seven in a Knight's Tale. Mm. I don't yeah. even think we know the horse's name in that movie. No, if you like, if the horse is nicknamed and he like helps save the day in a capacity i feel like he deserves the title of being like grouped into a horse movie That's but fair. you know like braveheart's not a horse movie but there was a lot of horse action in that movie yeah they're they're more like the assists yeah exactly uh, i i get that yeah but yeah sick days they're fun oh and like i nailed it like i had to take this week off because la- like i'm sure you know from like uh last episode so i bruised my ribs yeah playing softball and um they only got worse for like a little while because i had Mm -hmm. nothing but family in town and um i had to sleep on the couch right and like there's only so much real estate on the couch so i would roll over one one way and fucking hurt my ribs i'd try and sleep on the other side of the couch and then i would roll away and fucking hurt my ribs so i was up like like i had the worst sleep of my life for like the last like the last week it was fucking brutal and then and then like the like the ribs only got worse and so i had to text my buddy going like sorry man this isn't happening this week like i couldn't even imagine like sitting on the tractor like the easiest of the the three tasks there are to do and just like just sitting on it one bounce i would have been out of commission it just would have been that's tough the cousin in me wants to like the cousin in me speaking words right now he's like Fuck yeah, like I'm sorry to hear that, man. That sucks. The co What's that? Sorry? You want to poke me in the ribs, don't you? Well, the co-podcast host is like, <laughs> sorry, I, I'm just waiting. So why did you miss work? Because I had bruised ribs. Oh, okay. I was just waiting. If I thought maybe there was like a reason or something. I just was waiting for that's just the po- the cousin cares a lot and he feels <laughs> really bad for your bruised ribs and he understands how much pain that is. But the co-podcast host is like, sorry, why? What? Oh, dude, it was brutal, man. Like, because, like, you don't realize how much you use ribs until they start hurting you. For sure. Have you so, like, sneezed? Like, oh, I have never had a more painful experience than sneezing. <laughs> like, I just, like, I feel bad. Like, I don't understand, like, these UFC fighters. Like, they'll go into a fight and they'll be like, oh, I cracked a rib. And then just continue living life like they didn't do anything. Yeah, like, bruised ribs was enough for me to be like, nah, like, I need, like, a week. And I even like Googled it because like I don't see myself going to a doctor for them to go, yeah, your ribs are bruised. What can you do about it? Fucking nothing. So that would yeah, be $150. Pretty much. My so, dad, one time, uh, we, him and Josh were building a house together and he was working on the roof and he fell through the trusses and fell like into the stairwell, but he landed on his ribs oh. and he broke like, I, I can't remember exactly how many he broke. And then several others were bruised, but he like dusted himself off and grabbed his hoodie and tied it around his chest and started going back to work. 
and Josh had to like physically wrestle him off of the job site to go to the hospital. And then he went to the hospital, was there for a couple hours. They did x-rays. They're like, yeah, yours are broken. There ain't much shit we can do. And he went back to work the same day. And he's just like in excruciating pain. And Josh was like 16 or 17 helping him at the time. And he didn't have a crew. It was just the two of them. And he got, had to, he's like, I got the house done. What do you want me to do? And he just worked through it. But that's like superhuman level shit. I like, I get, was it his own contract? Yeah. Yeah. It's when he was running his own business. So see that I kind of get like that kind of pressure, right? I work for somebody else and, <laughs> but I see, that's the thing. Like they, they have guys and like my, it's worth me not being shit at work for a week. Yeah. You know what I mean, like I would have been awful. I would have been bitching and complaining. I would have been in pain. <laughs> Literally every bump I would have hit would have caused me. Fu- like I couldn't even take a left turn while driving the car without. Feeling Sometimes it. it's good to spare the world of that level of your oh. misery. Right. Like, and like now I'm feeling better. So I'm, I'm grateful I took the week off, but holy shit. Like that was brutal. It was just Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. Better now. Uh, much. I got some serious rest. Like once one of my aunts left the house, I got a bed back and it oh, was nice. a game changer for me. Just sleeping in a bed again was just so nice. <laughs> you had a good time with family though? Uh, it was a good week. I mean, like, yeah. I don't get to see like these family members often. So that was kind of nice to just reconnect and all that stuff. And then like I think I told you last week that the grandfather's birthday party went out without a hitch. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was sounding great. Yeah, and, and so like they stuck around for a little bit. A little bit. Uh, we did like another dinner, uh, during the week I think, or during the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I took my aunt, one of my aunts decided to join me for a beer, and we shot the shit for a while. That was really nice. Sweet. And then it was just nice to be around family for a week. Yeah, that's awesome. I do, however, feel like a week is like too long. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I just don't like it when. I can't do Thomas things because there's always like, yeah, but family's in town. So fuck what you, whatever you were going to do. Family's yeah. in town. It, and that's like, it's, it's not me like talking shit about my family. I love my family. They're great people. Oh, no. They're wonderful, brilliant people. I just, when I, I feel this way about any single time I'm obligated to do something, I just don't like being, I don't like having obligations. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. When you're like an extroverted type of person, sometimes when you go home, you want to be introverted. Yeah. And when you can't at all, it fucks up your routine. Yeah. Like all I want to do is like, and I, I cancel plans. I made sure like I put family first for like a whole week. And then I was yeah. just like, all right, Tommy's got to do some Tommy stuff. Like it's just one of those things. For sure. Yeah. What is Tommy stuff? Can you give me an example? Uh, I mean like go out for a beer with friends or just catch up. Like, blow yeah. off steam and somehow, like like <laughs> i know like, probably, i know like just to be out of the house right yeah like, there was stuff there was family stuff that happened that i was not included in and then you know what probably for the better like they went to trombla uh like the ski mountain here but they went for like a, a kayaking trip and i was not included at all <laughs> and that's fine they had a nice trip with <laughs> just the sisters that went and it was a good time for them and I honestly got to sleep in a bed that night. So I'm totally cool with it. But like, I also understand like they need to do sister stuff. Yeah. And I need to do Thomas things, which is just whatever I want to do in that particular moment. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah. I got uh I got to get out the other day with a buddy of mine. He's like inspector, my inspector gadget, I'll call him. But anyways, uh he was showing me he's been bringing it to parties from time to time. And now he took me to an actual full disc golf course. You familiar with this at all? Frisbee golf? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's disc golf. I've been told Frisbee is just a brand name and that's taken very seriously in the disc golf community. <laughs> Prime me a fucking river. It's Frisbee golf. <laughs> it's like when you ask for a Kleenex. Oh, you mean a facial tissue? Kleenex yeah. is actually a breath. Fuck off. It's a Kleenex. I like that you're taking a standpoint here. Any disc golfers out there that are listening, oh, I'm sorry. You can all fight me. <laughs> you, They're you crazy. Can all, like, I'll, I'll fight every Have you played, though? Uh, no. Not it's really from, fun. Not from lack of trying. I think it would actually would be fun. Yeah. But I do think I would make fun of anyone that called it disc golf when Frisbee golf is such a better name. I do like the ring that Fris- Frisbee golf brings to the party. That's for sure. Are I just don't argue usually. Cause I'm like, whatever. Like, I don't care. It's a fucking Frisbee, but are you, are you allowed to call it Frisbee golf? If you're using the brand of Frisbee, I would imagine. I think that's like a fair, fair middle ground for sure. It's a lot of fun though. Like it's a nice way to get outside and like, just, I don't know. It's fun to throw shit too. You know what I mean? You really got to whip those bastards and golfing's fun, but you have to have like so much equipment to play and it costs a shitload of money. Whereas this golf's free and it's all technical. And if you don't have it, you're going to be fucking awful. Yeah, exactly. And nobody like if you're friends with serious golfers and you don't golf much yourself, you know, you want to go out with your bros and have fun. But they're like, dude, like, fuck. (laughs) So do you play 18 yeah. Nets. Is that what yeah, it is? at Rundle Park in Edmonton here they have 18 holes. And so each hole They're is not like holes. It's baskets. Yeah. We'll call it baskets. There's 18 okay. baskets. So yeah. then you go like you start at one and it's say it's like a par three, and you have three shots to try to get it in the basket, which is a very like tough task to do because you gotta like wing it. There's trees in the way, so there, it shows you like a map, just like at a golf course, of like paths that you could take to get to where you need to go. So it's, it's interesting. I was like surprised that at first I was like, yeah, it's kind of fun to like throw it at the thing in a party, move it around and play like, you know, gives you something to do to move around. So you're not just fucking sitting there, but actually going to the park and doing it is pretty bitching. Like it's a beautiful river Valley to go hang out in and you know, there's other people doing it and it's, it was pretty fun. How'd you make out? Dece. We didn't do the entire 18 cause it wasn't like a planned day. I think we did 14 or 15 holes and then like skip 14 or or 15 you might as well just have finished that's four yeah i know we were gonna do less and then on the way out it's like the way it's the course is designed you kind of have to walk out so we skipped like a couple in the middle and then like because they were like the take a fucking wild ones and walk you around another 10 kilometer situation kind of thing but it was fun i'm gonna get out there like we hadn't had a whole day plan we were just kind of like dibble dabbling and our friend was like hey let's go do this and then we got into it and we're like oh yeah this is a lot i didn't like wear shorts i was wearing jeans because the night was a little cooler some chafing started going on that i didn't appreciate and some oh. heavy sweating and i was like holy fuck like i don't know if I... And we had no water we're like walking around the fucking river valley up to, up and down these hills like jesus christ i was like i need to be more more prepared any baskets in one no that's not a thing it's not a thing. It's impossible to get a basket in one. No, it's possible. It's just not a thing for like entry level folk. 
Like you got to be like a fucking bodybuilder to be able to throw a frisbee like six hundred yards. Well, that attitude. <laughs> yeah, but it was pretty fun. Did pretty you? Uh, were you at least competitive with your buddy? Oh yeah, yeah. The guy that took us, like there, there was three of us. The guy that took us, there was there isn't much competing it with him at most most things. But he's like a really really good teacher. So he takes the time to like explain it to you and he's not trying to like be a dick or embarrass you. He's just, he's good at it. He plays in leagues like and wins tournaments and shit. So I'm like, I'm not ever going to fucking be that interested in doing this. Were you able to take him seriously? I don't know if I could take a Frisbee golf pro seriously. Well, it's, it's not just that it's that cause he's got like 300 other things that he's just as seriously into and he's good at all of them. Okay. So it's, you just kind of like go with the stride with it. But if it was just like, I saw some disc golf guys that were there and they have like a fucking $300 backpack with like hundreds and even thousands of dollars worth, worth of discs Frisbee's, in their yeah, fucking, in their fucking bag. So it's like, I like, we made fun of those guys for goddamn sure. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't think I would take uh, anyone that was really good at Frisbee golf seriously or even if they called it, I've heard this. This is not a term I've made up. Froth. Interesting. Never heard it. Um, I think it would be the funniest thing in the world for like a dude who's like pop collar, wearing puka shells, like a total bro, just going, "All right, man, we're just gonna throw the disc into the basket, bro. We're gonna do our thing. All right." That's super a community. It's a definite community there. And I, like, I kind of feel bad because I'm just judging a whole group of people that are probably all right people. I don't feel it like bad at all because I feel the same way about golfers. Yeah. Because they're just like, so like, yeah, well, I was thinking I was going to use a five iron on that shot, but I tried a six iron instead and it worked so much better for me. Oh, you tried a six iron for that shot? Oh my God. Like I would have used a four iron. Oh my. And like, you're like, dude, just shut the fuck up. No one cares about your stupid shots. And <laughs> I don't <laughs> I just don't golf, so I don't, like, uh, I'm not saying I hate golf or I hate golfers. I'm just simply saying, like, what you're saying about disc golf, where you're, like, they take it too seriously, and how can you, like, it's, you're, like, you're hitting a stupid little ball with a fucking club bud. Like, I love your commitment to calling it disc golf. Like, was it really pounded into you? It was, yeah. I just accept the world the way it is sometimes. I, like, sometimes I like to go with resistance on things, but it was, like, every time I called it a frisbee, I was immediately corrected. And so oh, I was just I like, fuck such it. Like, an annoying ass. I just this. got tired of it. And I was like, fine, it's a fucking disc. I'll call it a disc just so I don't have to have the conversation anytime. And like, it wasn't just me. It was like our buddy took the two of us and we were saying the entire time frisbee, 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 frisbee. Yeah. And it was just every single time it's a fucking disc, it's not a frisbee, it's a disc, it's not a frisbee. So I was like, fine. Like, I'm going to throw this Frisbee and I'm going to try and get in that basket. You mean the disc? And it's, like, taken to that level. And I would be, like, I would purposely make sure that my disc was a Frisbee. I went, no, I mean a fucking Frisbee. (laughs) Says it right there. Yeah. Frisbee. That'd be great to be prepared. That that, that would be next level. I just don't have the, like, need or want to invest money into any disc products. Yeah. (laughs) I just think it would be well ironic. Is that it would game. be? I yeah. like your commitment to the gag. That's for yeah. sure. No, no, no. I, I would do my best to get sponsored by Frisbee and be like, all right, Frisbee, I'm into you guys 100%. <laughs> We're going to get you in on this Frisbee. They're going to fucking call it Frisbee <laughs> golf for years to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to call it Frisbee golf forever. 
what a power move by frisbee if they listen to this podcast and get on that shit and then we oh. see like frisbee golf competitions being held in the name of frisbee on their buck just to fucking prove a point two sides of the story frisbee is coming at you real soon <laughs> <laughs> another thing i did which is a new thing that sean's never done before mm-hmm. i attended a paint night you have my intrigue please go on have you ever done this um it all depends on what you follow up with so please continue okay so we're out at the lake uh one of the neighbors he's went to school to be an artist and he's like starting up some side hustles to do with art basically and he offered to do like a paint night where you he picks like a a picture out and then guides us all through on how to paint the same picture everyone Mm -hmm. will paint a different picture in the end because of their touch on it but the guidelines are like we painted an owl so we all did like a hornless owl or hornless barn owl and he walked us through it i think there were six of us that participated and it was fun like i'm no artist at all and I, i took a little video of the pictures afterwards so that i could send it to you or post it up on the sites maybe and you can try and pick out which owl you think Sean painted, well, which will be right. a fun game. <laughs> all right. I can, I can attest. Yeah, this. It was definitely a hoot. And uh, I feel like I would do it again. Okay. No one saw me, but as soon as you said it was definitely a hoot, <laughs> I rolled away from you that I feel like you said this whole thing just so you could say that. No, I, I don't know what to say. It just came out you, naturally. You know damn well that is exactly what you did. <laughs> I don't even think you had a paint night. I just think you wanted to make a dumb owl joke. <laughs> That's funny. I really did have a paint night. I'll, I'll put up the video so you can see it. But <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. It was cool. Like, it was fun. And I, like, halfway through, I'm like, ain't no fucking way this shit's going to look like an owl in the end. And then by the time you're done, you're like, yeah, it kind of looks like an owl. It's a bit of an owl. Yeah. And it's funny too, because when you do it with a group of people and everyone's painting, like, I like the idea of doing an animal or, or a face because yeah. everyone's is so different, but it's the same thing. And we were given the same instructions. That's dope. Um, yeah. So I never had like a paint night where everyone just paints like the same thing, but yeah. I did take art class in college where we had to do something similar, but like, I hardly went to that class. Um, what I did was I went to that teacher, gave us some sob story. I'm like, I'm going to school full time. I'm working full time. Honestly, I'm just trying to make myself like I'm just trying to get myself ahead of the work. I can't make every class. And she's like, I get that. Just make sure all your paintings are done and um, we'll be fine. Nice. And so what I did was I asked a friend of mine who is an artist and I would periodically buy her lunch. And she would do all of my paintings except for my final, which was paint the person in the room. And I don't think it was fair because all the other paintings I did were kind of good because she did them. <laughs> and then I had to do one and it was not as good. Still passed, but fucking hey. That's awesome. That's a lot of pressure. It's like lying about being able to ride horses when you're an actor. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, well, we'll have you climb up here and I'm going to get you to ride that. You're like, oh, fuck what have i done Uh, i I got myself into a bit of a pickle here (laughs) what i blamed it on was being able to take my time yeah that makes sense with the art pieces and only having the time and in class and i felt rushed that's part of being an artist is having all this like bullshit prepared to spew at people when they ask you what the fuck happened artists just had come by that naturally it seems right 
yeah um and even speaking of artists today i went to the montreal museum of fine arts oh did you yeah and listen i'm not a snob but i have not found a bigger waste of 25 dollars in my entire life (laughs) because like here's the thing all right art is in the eyes of the beholder and i think being an art critic is the lowest form of occupation i think if your job is to go that's good and that's not with very little reason at all i think that there's something wrong with you as a person it's really not a job yeah yeah just like your whole job is sometimes i like things and i tell people about them (laughs) i don't take any critic really seriously like you you critique things on like movies or tv shows and i don't take us seriously at all No, it's an opinion and that's all right and like no one pays us for this now and i don't expect us to pay be paid for this later although i have high hopes frisbee please advertise with us um (laughs) but like the thing is like i went through like i was there for like an hour just and that's it like you're paying 25 dollars for an hour to walk around a building for an hour and like there's some cool shit like i appreciate a sculpture and i can appreciate art but the thing is at one point or another they're all the same yeah and i don't know what i'm looking at and someone will go this is art this is amazing and i will go probably and then (laughs) someone else will go like what's he doing with the the paint the colors what is this artist trying to say i'm like I think they just had extra paint and needed to get rid of it. And, and they'll say something about like the great depression. And I think I'm more right than they are. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like, I don't, I don't have an appreciation for art in a sense because it like, I haven't found a lot of art that moves me and art that does move me is like, I'll see an amazing like picture of, graffiti done on a side of a building that's like wow like you know that kind of thing is like that'll amaze me at times but for someone who gets paid like insane amounts of money and like some of the revered artists that I have like gone through a few museums my in my day as well and I see them and I'm like okay that's cool like and I'll just keep walking it doesn't like move me some people are moved by art a lot more than others and that's like the beauty of life like same with music and stuff like that some people care less for music or different kinds and I view art in that way. Like I'm sure if I went to like the 16th chapel or whatever, where Michelangelo painted the ceiling, if I saw like that, I'd probably be like, wow, like that's cool as shit to see. Like that. I don't know. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying here? What what I was most fascinated by was when I would see the year associated to the painting. Yeah. So when you see something from like the 1860s and you're just like, and it still fucking looks like this. Amazing. Yeah, Yeah, that's cool. But I'm more impressed with the people that are keeping it up to date, like keeping it clean and all that. <laughs> like I'm more impressed with those people. And like yeah. there are some portraits. Like I'm more impressed with like portraits. Abstract art to me, it's either hit or miss. Like, yeah. like I don't know. Like Jackson Pollock, the famous painter, just threw paint on a canvas and people went bananas for it. Yeah. But like that's all that's like product love though, right? Someone who just loves a brand and they don't care what they release they just that's what that is right and that's why i don't give into art as an occupation like i don't believe in it because it's just made up numbers and statistics yeah like they're expensive because someone said it was for sure yeah like 
I people have, that are into it who have lots of money yeah. they said that it was so to us we're like what the fuck why is that the fuck is that worth anything uh like he's the new rembrandt yeah fucking okay like i don't know what that <laughs> even means and i said it like i don't know what that means that's funny like, i am more on board i understand why you would pay an athlete millions of dollars to play for your club because you have stats figures statistics on what this guy can do for your team organization or club yeah whereas an artist someone goes someone who's held high in the art world went oh just a fantastic piece of art see what do you think he's saying here what he's saying is you know it's this and the next thing and you can really feel what he's trying to say with this piece and it's just that's painful i couldn't listen to that uh, i could not talk to a person like that no i mean either I'd have a hard time communicating. I'd be like, you're so full of shit, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So like when I went to the museum, I was just like, yeah, let's look at some shit and let's carry on. But I could not get out of there soon enough. Like it was just just like art. It was strictly art. Okay. Yeah. Like I would be more uh, inclined to go to like the museum of natural history in New York, where you see like dinosaur bones and you can get some like good sense of history and all that stuff. Like, even like their plaster, just like this person painted this during this time. And like, yeah, right. Cool. Whatever. But like this was discovered and it's proving that this existed and that like, that's fucking metal to me. Or yeah, like seeing sure. a mummy. Like that's, that's cool. like th- those remains are just like, no, no, we know that they did this shit because this, this, and this is proven by having this carcass, this sarcophagus. Uh, sarcophagus. Thank you very much. I no don't problem. think I can say it now, but they, without <laughs> having that, uh, present and like you can l- actually learn shit and yeah. I am on board for that or what you can get at the Smithsonian where you got like a whole wing of pure pop culture nonsense you can see anything from Darth Vader's fucking costume to like Star Trek shit like yeah like literally I like that that's your spectrum Star Wars to Star Trek yeah but like <laughs> you, know, but you get it like I know your point yeah I, I I love that kind of museum too like even the Ram in Edmonton is awesome like I'll spend two and a half hours in their rock and gem room because every single piece is like gorgeous in its own right. And I love that kind of art and have that kind of appreciation for that level of beauty, but yeah. art, art, like it's, it's tough for me. Like we have the art gallery in Edmonton, they spent a fuckload of money on and to get people to go. And I'm like, if I go there, I'm going to walk through it and be like, Oh, cool. Oh yeah. Okay. That one's kind of neat. And then just like walk, look, walk, look, walk, look. I'm not exactly looking at the brush do. strokes and like, Oh my god! Like that does it just doesn't do it for me either, man. Honestly, that is exactly what I did today. It was just all right. That's cool. This is pretty <laughs> neat. They had this one piece in the middle of the abstract art, which was just a copper, I don't know, bucket. It was like three feet uh, high, and then it had a book inside. And I wish I I couldn't find the thing that you can read up on it to say what this yeah. was about, but I don't understand it at all. It was just. <laughs> a copper bucket essentially yeah, like why is that is it like if i did that is it gonna be in there yeah like you know what i mean like and that's i'll say this too like you ever watch that show american pickers no sometimes they'll it's like basically they go around looking to buy and set buy and sell shit but sometimes they'll go to these like farms or acreages where there's a dude on there who's like super mechanically inclined and he builds like some of them have built like gigantic statues out of like car parts and like 
one guy built like a huge T-Rex out of like chunks of metal that he found over the years and scrap. Like I, I can appreciate that level of ad- abstract art yeah. when it's like out somewhere and you see it. But as far as like boring ass, dusty ass paintings, like I'm, I'm okay. I yeah, it, it's it's one of those things of just like I would get a bigger kick out of uh, seeing caricatures of celebrities and seeing if I can guess who they are. That'd be fun. Yeah, then, agreed. Then I do. <laughs> look at these fucking art pieces of nobody yeah i can 100 percent agree to me it's weird like i've known or at least come cross paths with people who will go to the art museum and spend like seven or eight hours there that i really don't understand how what are you doing what the what, fuck are you what doing are you doing like i don't I get, get it like i get why you would want to go to the louvre and see like a yeah. Van Gogh exhibit or okay, Picasso. yeah, all the ancient historical shit. Yeah, of like course. The, the, you, the who's who of famous painters. I like to see that. Yes. Yeah. I like uh, Da Vinci and shit like that. Yeah. I get the Ninja it. Turtles. Yeah. You want to see Raphael, Michelangelo, Leonardo, and Donatello. I think Donatello was a sculptor, but yeah. um, art, either way. Yeah. But I get that you would want to <laughs> see, like, I get that you would want to see those historical shit. Yeah, for sure. But if I don't know who these people are, I'm not going to remember who they are. Like, well, like, uh, I saw this one piece by like, honestly, every single time I read the name in my head was like a Charlie Brown parent was just wah, 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 wah. <laughs> and I, I had to feign interest because I was with someone who wanted to be there and yeah. I was just kind of fucking there. I don't know, like, to this is another point I'd like to make now that the internet is where it's at and printers are where they're at. Like, I can pretty much print any single picture in the whole world that my mind could imagine that I'd want to hang on my wall. You know what I mean? Like, so to spend all this money on art, like, I don't understand the allure. If you really like the way it looks, like, can't you buy a copy of it for $10? Probably. You know what I mean? So why is like, like why do you? I, I know like it wouldn't be the same as the original art piece because you know like there's I that, guess like but you it would look the at oil look painting at... or that acrylic yeah. thickness or whatever it is. But Just the authenticity, would... yeah, yeah. But I would sooner spend money on those uh, cartoon stills. Um, what are they called? Like the old school? How they used to do? Yeah, cartoons. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the freeze frames from every yeah. like yeah. of a classic Looney Tune cartoon. I would. Like if I had Oprah money to throw around, I yeah. would sooner spend something, spend money on a classic like Looney Tune still or a classic Disney or a classic like Roger Rabbit to fucking Woody the Woodpecker sooner on one of those than I would on Rembrandt. And I, these people that do it as an investment, there are people that buy art assuming these people, these artists are going to fucking take off. Yeah. And, and a lot then, of times they do, a lot of times they don't. It's it's crazy to me because all you need is the opinion of somebody. I find it funny to like to play devil's advocate. Artsy fartsy people are probably like, why do they watch that sporting event? Why do they put on those jerseys to support? The, why do they spend all the money on the collectible cards and the? So I get like, the, to what makes sense to one might not make sense to another, but I think yeah. we've definitely figured out that you and me are both like it's super not our thing <laughs> there was a art horror movie that came out on netflix with jake jonah hall for the life of me i can't remember the name of this movie um but there was a line in this movie 
that fucking slays me. So Jake Gyllenhaal plays that stereotypical like art critic that yeah. like wears turtlenecks to like all events kind of thing. Uh, glasses, even though I'm pretty sure he doesn't need them. <laughs> and the artist that he is very fond of ends up sleeping with his girlfriend or wife or somebody that's, you know, that he wanted to be intimate with. Yeah. And he has this scene where he finds out and he goes to this artist and he says to him, and I love this line because I say it all the time. Like it was an inside joke between me and my ex and we fucking love this line. It goes, my admiration for your work has completely evaporated. And it's just <laughs> like the douchiest thing to say. I love it. <laughs> so whenever we got into like a little bit of like, not a fight, but like a disagreement, one of us would then say, my admiration for your work has completely evaporated. <laughs> and like, that was just our way of like making peace. That's awesome. I definitely appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. But like, but like this is a movie. These aren't real people, but holy fuck. Like there is real people. Yeah. That do this shit. Like I am, I would love to go to like an art gallery of just like, I am an artist and just like putts around just to hear people talk. I think it'd be fun to like, like I would even dress up to try and fit in to the point of just like, well, like I would just take the counterpoint. Like, can't you just see like the angst inside this panic? I go, I don't see that at all. Can't you just see how peaceful and uh, the ambiance of this piece? Like, just I feel like that should be yours and my like TikTok if we get together in the same city. We'll yeah. both dress up as art enthusiasts and go pretend to be art enthusiasts and interview other art enthusiasts. <laughs> You're going to have to learn how to say the word enthusiast, though. I said enthusiast. It's enthusiast. Do you want me to add the eist to it? It's kind of Fine. important. I like to say enthusiast. It's, it's what makes the word a word and not a word. It's one of those things. You know what, though, else makes a word not a word and a word a word? If you say the word and you stand by your fucking what you said, <laughs> then people can't like they can correct you, but you can just keep fucking saying enthusiast. Yeah. I'm an enthusiast about creating words. If we were to create a drinking game to go with our podcast, it w- w- there would be one where I can't remember a name for a thing. Everyone takes a drink and then you mispronounce a very commonly used word and then everyone <laughs> takes a drink. And then every single time I say like, people will get bombed because I, I edit our podcast and I am disturbed with how often I use it. I know. I have a hard time. Sometimes I say a lot of like, too. It's, oh. it's funny, these little things and my stupid little word things that I've said to you at times where I'm like, what the fuck? I know how to say that word. <laughs> <laughs> but it comes out that way. So yeah. I just fucking roll with it. Yeah. Where you go with your genuinely. Yeah. Do you have a problem with that? <laughs> I don't know. How do you say genuinely? Uh, genuinely? Genuinely? I genuinely call it genuinely. Yeah, that's the bitch way of saying it. I don't say it that way. You're right. <laughs> Using proper English. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. I speak in the Queen's English. You can go fuck hey, yourself. You have to fucking remember. I grew up in Edmonton. Okay. Yeah, you you live with you know what the hardest thing of living in Edmonton was? I literally learned how to say I seen it on TV. I had to. I had it. I had great vocabulary. I lived in Edmonton and then I had to beat out. I seen it. 
There's a lot, a lot of that that goes well, we around. We all know it's I saw it, but the amount of fucking hicks that live in Edmonton, there's so many <laughs> of them. And if you can't beat them, you fucking join them. No, and it's true. It just becomes part of an, your vernacular after a while. And then you're like, shit on me. I keep saying it. I can't stop now. <laughs> like, fuck it. And then it, it becomes to, fun. Yeah, it got to a point where I was saying it ironically for a laugh. And then it just becomes part of my vernacular by accident. I noticed something really funny that you say wrong that I'm sure a lot of our fans get kicks out of too. Please do. Give, give it to me. It's, Lay it on me. It's poutine. That's not at all right. <laughs> it's, a poutine it's, one those, snack. it's one of those weird Montreal things that you picked up and everybody oh, else, everybody else calls the fucking it poutine. Thing? What's that? Where we created the fucking thing? Well, the guys that created <laughs> the thing are saying it wrong. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think there's an E on the end, so it's poutine. I'm going to say it in uh, words that you'll understand. That's fucking ignorant. That's what that is. <laughs> that always bothers the shit out of me when you're like, poutine. I'm like, dude, it, it, it's fucking poutine, Thomas. Yeah, Come on. It's fucking poutine, Dabaknak. All fucking week, I thought about it. It kept coming in my head like, poutine, fucking yeah. poutine, poutine, fucking poutine. <laughs> For the record, I didn't have one of those this week. I was too busy with family stuff, but I will get to having one and I'll take a glorious picture for you to see what you're missing. Sounds great. I can't wait for it. One thing we kind of dabbled on a little bit, spoiler spoiler alert, but did you watch all of Masters of the Universe? I believe you said you did. I did. Those first five episodes, we're expecting 10. Those first five episodes. Now, I don't think I'm at the level of fandom that you are because bit of an age gap. Yeah. But fuck, I love I love this. I thought it was so much fun. They flipped the script on uh, He Man, and it wasn't even called He Man and the Masters of the Universe. No, just Masters of the Universe. Yeah, that, they made sure of that, which is clever. Yeah, and it was I I had so much fun watching. It was metal as fuck. We got it really uh, was metal, and we got like a He Man version where like the swords meant something like the violence meant something there was something at stake like yeah a, a motherfucker could be stabbed and spoiler alert spoiler alert they killed fucking adam twice yeah twice that's that was the most fucked up part too right you're like yeah. okay you had me for a minute there and yeah. then that like i was like are you fucking serious i didn't like care and i wasn't like pissed off like there's a huge amount of the fan base out there who's like been dedicated to this to their lives and they're like fucking blowing their mind holes out because they did this but i think it's like clever and a great way of telling a new story to yeah. get a new generation interested right and you're getting um like new fans and interest in new characters or characters yeah. that have always been around like i don't know um much on the masters of the universe lore but like all those characters were in the original yeah right? everybody was in it yeah yeah and man at arms was like awesome as an old dude yeah i love his like story arc of that's like, uh this... he was an actor on game of thrones that voice actor i can't remember what character he played um but he was a badass and he was the one he worked for the other baratheon brother not right. the king, but the guy that was his brother who thought he should be king. Okay. And he oh worked, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can he, see his face now. Yeah, yeah. He was I like just, with the Red Witch for a while, and then yeah, wasn't, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that voice actor, and then we had a second Game of Thrones actor in it, Lena Headey. Yeah, Cersei playing uh, evil Lynn. By the way, do you think her name was just like Lynn until she just chose sides? Definitely. Yeah. So, like, if she was, like, on the other side of the coin, she would have been Goodlin. It's funny, too. Like, Tila, immediately, I just 
I, I never pay attention to who the voice actors are. I never really do. But like a couple episodes in, I was like heavy on Tila, just like, man, she's fucking badass. Like, I really like this character. And it, like the voice clicked and I was like, oh, Sarah right. Michelle Gellar. Right. That's why. That's why you're like super on her side and like she can do this, you know, and she just plays a badass in anything mm-hmm. she does, even though it wasn't her because it's a cartoon drawing and stuff, but it's just badass. And probably the most likable Orko. Yeah. He was kind of a dick face back in the old days. He wasn't a dick face. He was just annoying. Yeah. That's what I mean by dick face. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Dick face, yeah, dick face like is kind like of annoying. Bully. <laughs> no, it, it was a good, I really liked the direction that they took it. Obviously, they'll never be able to touch the uh, Masters of the Universe movie. That's like the best incarnation of He Man. Like the cartoon, the old cartoon's awesome as well, obviously, but it's like a little bit below the old movie. And it do may you be actually like, feel this way about the movie. Uh, like, how do you mean feel this way? Like, like that I think is the best incarnation of He Man. I think it's a known fact. I don't, it's not really an opinion. Okay. I have seen this on Amazon Prime and I scroll past it going, I'm not going to fucking watch this movie. I have a feeling it's going to be awful. But if you are standing by the fact that it is awesome, yeah, I will watch it. And then I'm going to come back onto this podcast and just tear your fucking taste a new one. Have you not watched it? You just assume it's bad because of like critics that no, we talked about earlier? No, no, no. Not because of critics. I make my own decisions. I think it's bad because it has Dolph Lundgren. Man, it's a good fucking movie. It, it holds up. I think you'll be tickled by some of the lore and like the actors that are in it. Like you like Voyager, Tom Paris is in it. Yeah. Courtney Cox from Friends is in it. Like uh, Dolph. Is she really? Yeah. It was one of her first acting roles. Dolph, the Lundgren is in it. Like it's a solid fucking movie and like it's fun. It's just if you remember that it's an 80s movie and yeah. that they're using the technology, the time to do all the side effects or special effects, sorry, not side effects, but it's fucking, it's a, it's a good ass movie. It holds up and I don't give a shit when people say bad things about it. All right. Is there, does Dolph Lundgren become like Prince Adam or is there a separate actor playing Prince Adam? There is no Prince Adam. So they just ignore that. Yeah. All right. They ignore like a lot of things, but it's like a specific story. Like he's on a mission, basically. There's a purpose to the episode. So he's not like, doesn't have time to be wishy-washy back and forth with fucking Prince Adam and all that shit, right? Is, is there a battle cat in Orko? There is no battle cat. There is no Orko. But there is a, magish, a magician of sorts, we'll say. Evil ends there. Skeletor's there. He-Man's there. I think Beastor's there. There's like a couple... Like it, They went a little out of left field, but it's still... It's like they took a, a kid's cartoon... And they were like, how can we make this metal as fuck? And then they did that. <laughs> All so, right, man. I'll give it a shot. Like, yeah. I have a love for, like, obscure 80s movies. It's just, it's a thing I missed out on because if Dolph Lundgren isn't playing Ivan Drago, then I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> it's one of those flicks where it's like, you know, it was of its time. And there was probably people disappointed in that movie because they wanted to see, like, Battle Cat. They're like, how the fuck are you going to do a tiger that's scared and then comes to life and is brave in a fucking yeah. real movie. You know, that's pretty tricky to do. If they wanted to do it, they would have found a fucking way. <laughs> I'm just assuming they didn't want to do it. 
but yeah it's funny like i'm on a, a masters of the universe collectors and like group sale site mm-hmm. and just seeing all of the like outrage that happened because of this like kevin smith it. they want they want his head they're like stupid comic boy should have never been able to touch this movie and he's a piece of shit and like it was just really funny to see the backlash towards kevin smith because of it because it's like i like i like what he created and i was a fan of the past right like the thing that i saw i saw this meme today or this weekend and it was like a charlie brown uh cartoon where one kid is like linus crying with his blankie and then you have like castle grayskull kevin like a kevin smith cartoon playing with the he-man toys and the kid that's crying is going you're playing with them all wrong yeah and kevin smith is just going like well i'm why i'm just having fun like and it's not just kevin smith any creator could have done this yeah and the fact that he had the balls to do it and the series isn't even done yet there are five more episodes to come (laughs) out if you think if you think that he-man's just dead you're fucking stupid yeah, no shit. There's something else coming. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I enjoyed it though. It was good. Yeah, you take out Skeletor and He-Man in the first episode. Fucking power move. Yeah, no shit. A fucking I have the power move. And I like it too because it says like there's enough content that they can build around that they don't have yeah. to have He-Man and Skeletor be the leads, right? Yeah, and this is a great, and I know it's a limited series, but I hope they get a second season. I really, yeah. like, when I told you about it last week, I had just finished watching them and I enjoyed mm-hmm. the hell of it. Yeah. I was surprised because, like, like I've said to you in the past, I'm really not big on cartoons that much anymore, but I've come around a little bit lately and I thought I'd throw it on and give it a try in the background and it sucked me in. And then I ended up watching all six episodes or five episodes or whatever in a day. And I was like, damn, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad you found the time to watch it. Yeah, it was fun. Um, speaking of cartoons, did you hear that Lower Decks is coming back August yeah. 6th or August 12th? Sorry. Yeah, it's coming back next week. I'm stoked. I, I really enjoyed that series. Um, yeah. My uncle, Mike, who came to visit part of my grandfather's celebration. Big Trekkie as well. Huge fan of the stuff. But he didn't watch Lower Decks. And it was like the whole week was just me trying to sell him on Lower Decks. But even yeah. before I knew season two was coming up, it's just a good story. It really is. It's so much fun. And then you i always like the enterprise is a huge ass ship we only focus on seven characters yeah or who's ever in engineering at that time no i don't did you ever remember the next generation episode the lower decks it was called and it showed like the life of four lower officers yeah that was a wicked episode and here we are with the series I was excited when I heard about it. And honestly, like I, like I've said, I'm not big on cartoons, but when I put it on in the first, like the opening scene, I laughed my fucking ass off out loud. Cause I was not expecting that. And I they was give like, you, what the fuck? They give you so much that a Trekkie fan would love. Like, but they had the Picard maneuver and the Janeway, um, or was it the Janeway maneuver and the Picard protocol or something like yeah, that? Yeah. Some, something like that. But like just little things, Chief O'Brien and yeah, the Ferengi that came in. Like I like the Ferengi as a cartoon as well. That <laughs> they pulled that off great. Yeah, and it's just all it is is just fan service for people that aren't at a higher up level, and it's awesome. It's comedic, and it it takes it takes the seriousness out of Star Trek because yeah. Star Trek is super serious all of the time. For sure. 
there's rarely been an episode where I go, <laughs> Picard, you silly goose. Yeah, exactly. It's not known for its comedic prowess. There's moments where you're like, There's that's moments. pretty funny. Yeah. But it's not like a, a comedy show by any fucking means. But yeah. the cartoon, it did become a comedy show in that sense, right? Yeah. And like, there's a thing that I find funny that might, maybe not many Trek fans do, but I find it hilarious when Worf is told no, because it happens so frequent that I don't think he deserves the position he's at. Because <laughs> he is told no all the time i don't think he's ever had a good idea or an idea that went oh you know what good point mr wharf we're gonna go with that never once i always like the evolution of like uh, characters and they had him like as a wild animal in the beginning as a security officer who like they kind of like hold me back hold me back kind of yeah. guy you know and then it just as it evolved he became had more depth well, his answer is should we blow it up like like that's always his answer like should I ready phasers? Like, there's one episode where he goes, should I ready the phasers, Captain? And Picard's like, why? <laughs> why would we do that? He Explain just cuts him down. There is, a like, an hour-long video of Worf being told no. And it's one of... Like, I can only get into, like, 10 minutes of it at most. But it's yeah. literally all of his ideas and someone going, no, you fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> what do you think we are? We're an exploration ship, not a warship. <laughs> Go fuck love- yourself. I love that about uh, like the fan base that sometimes they come up with these videos and the cuts and the edits are fucking yeah. hilarious. Like the Christmas songs and yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I that to me is one of the funniest things. Or or like another thing at Star Trek that I always find, or at least TNG. We stay on TNG. One thing I always found ridiculous is the back and forth of uh, Riker and Deanna Troy's relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we're gonna keep it professional while we work together. But there's one episode out of nowhere. They're both on vacation and then they decide to have like a getaway fuck. Yeah, I remember that. And it, like it literally comes out of nowhere. It was really fucking weird too. the wharf thing. Yeah. Like, when she goes for war for like a little while. Yeah. And there's this weirdness and, between him and Riker. And it's like, what the fuck? and the show ends with Worf, uh, Worf and Deanna together. Yeah. But then they end up later on clearly getting back on the fucking horse. But yeah. And with Weird no shit. explanation. They do this yeah. all the time. Things happen with zero explanation. And what we, am I sorry? Go we ahead. always like we never like take the time to think about how relationships must have evolved and all the time that it's taken them to get where they're at in the future. Yeah. But it's like still there was still a weirdness there about banging your bro's ex, which is kind of yeah. cool that things don't change in that. Like it wasn't but, just normal, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it, it, there's just weird shit that comes out of Star Trek. Like I, one of my favorite episodes of DS9, yeah, I've seen some of them. I haven't seen the whole thing. But the one where they go back in time and they're cut into uh, that Fribbles episode of the original Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Worf is on the ship. And I think, like, O'Brien or somebody goes to him and says, hey, man, Klingons used to look like that. Why do they look like you now? And he goes, hey, yeah. Klingons don't like to talk about it. Yeah, and we don't discuss that with outsiders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now i really want to know what yeah happened. for sure well if you watch enterprise you'll find out oh yeah yeah uh, so much watching of things oh poor thomas so much new amazing shit to discover that's fair that's fair no. i know i feel the same way about shit sometimes you're like watch the who and i'm like yeah. i can't oh but doctor who's amazing like i f- flew through 12 seasons of that 
Yeah. Blew through it. I love it when that happens, right? Yeah. Yeah, I watched I watched some more of Enterprise recently. Like I've been kind of rewatching it a little bit at bedtime. And I'm like, oh man, Thomas has got it. Like some of the best. There's one thing I'll say is like through the original series, through TNG, through DS9, there's a lot of crap. There is a lot of crap. And it's hard like to get a good episode run. And it's the same with every sci-fi franchise, like even Stargate. Uh, I can't speak Star Wars doesn't have any TV shows that are for adults, but um, I don't see anything that where there's like a huge continuity of great episodes in a row is what I'm trying to get at. But there's like moments in Enterprise where there's like five solid episodes in a row or four solid episodes in a row. And it's impressive when you come along that. See, yeah, I had that when I was when I got to Voyager, like Voyager, like everything after TNG, I was just like, you're not Picard. Yeah, I don't care. Where's Riker? Not fucking there. I don't give a shit. For sure. Um, But once I got into Voyager, I really got into Voyager. Yeah. Uh, And I also like how like further away they got like or closer to their quadrant they got. Yeah. The the enemies changed. For sure. I like that idea too because it would, you know what I mean? There's going to be different dominant forces in different parts of the galaxy, yeah. right? Like that, like finale, or it was either the finale or the beginning of an episode where they're overtaken by that warrior planet. Like the, they look like those demons the, that are kind of robotic. The Herogen? Probably, yeah. It's so like, dude, it. the hunters, like the guys that yeah. hunt people. Yeah, that was pretty good shit. And then they had them in the holodecks and then. They were just playing Hunter the whole time. Yeah, that was cool. Fucking badass episodes. Oh, for sure. Or the one where they're uh, in 1996 and a young Sarah Silverman is the love interest to Tom Paris. Yeah. Great episodes. For sure. Great episodes. Yeah. That's the way, like, what I was trying to say to you about Enterprise is like, overall, like, it can be hokey and the first season can be tough to get through. But because there's like some great episodes in there, it's so worth watching. Like, and yeah. I've said the same to you about DS9. Like for DS9, there's like probably a solid 20 episodes that I'll go back to. I can rewatch anytime day or night because they're fucking like good episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess DS9 and Enterprise are the only two series that I have yet to watch to completion. Yeah, which is a it'll be a fun. I don't yeah, you should do DS9 first and then go to the fucking Enterprise, but it's hard with DS9. Like, I want to say to you. DS9, you could skip till season three pretty much and just pick it up from there and then go back and watch that. Isn't that the biggest downfall to most Star Trek? Like, yeah, like Star Trek TNG, you can go straight to season three as well. Like, yeah, like it really takes off in season three where they find like everyone's comfortable in their roles. Mm -hmm. They start gambling a little bit more with the episode styles. Like, season one, where like what the hell's Jordy LaForge doing in a red suit and Riker doesn't have a beard? Fuck off. I don't want to see that. 100%. 100%. And then season two with that shitty doctor, but somehow Will Wheaton's still on board. What kind of shitty ass parenting is that? Yeah. It's the same thing goes with uh, DS9 because you're like, as soon as Cisco loses the hair on the top and puts it on his face, the show becomes amazing. And you're like, couldn't you just lead in with the goatee? It's like, like an angel where as soon as Wesley becomes Wes, yeah. and you're like, fuck yes, Wesley. Like That is yeah. probably the biggest character to ever go from what a fucking sock to he's a fucking badass (laughs) yeah for sure and that's like i think that maybe part of it is the writing team doesn't know their actors yet 
And mm-hmm. so once you start the act, the acting goes in hand in hand with the writing and then you know who you're writing for. So like maybe they prepare like a season or have a like detailed idea of where they're going at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then as the people become like the actors become the characters, they're like, oh, no, we should write this for him because he wouldn't do that. Yeah. But you don't have that yet. Like, it seems like that's a thing with a lot of shows. The same is true with almost any show. Like Buffy was rough going in the first and second season too it was still good there were still great episodes in there and great stories but season three starts holy fuck and it's just a ride from there you know what i mean it's just a funny thing yeah buffy was one of those shows that honestly i can watch from beginning to end any single time i can probably skip season five if i'm being honest with you yeah it's not the there's some good episodes there's some good episodes but i didn't like uh, the villain, the what's her name? Oh yeah, Glory. Glory didn't yeah. care much for. Her. No, just like as a villain. Yeah, and like also when they have these gods that have been on Earth for a while, and now all of a sudden they're starting to cause a muck. Yeah, like I didn't give a shit for that. It didn't and make then, a whole lot of sense. And then writing in Dawn, oh, like I understood the storyline. I just mm-hmm. like what a shitty character. Like, he was the worst. And, like, I get that you're the sister of the Slayer, and I get it. You don't get enough attention. That sucks. But also, be a little bit realistic here. She's saving the world. You're trying to pass math. Problems are fucking different. I'm curious, when did you watch, like, how old were you when you watched Buffy? It wasn't when it was coming out, hey? No, 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 no. I was, like, 20. Okay, it's funny because when I watched Buffy the first time, it was coming out. And Dawn was older than me. So I saw it from a different perspective where I was like understanding the problems of a a teenager who's not getting the attention they need from their parent or whatever, because their sister's more important. It was fun. It's funny, like perspective, things like that, when it depends on age. And looking back now, I'm like that whiny little bitch. But as a kid, I had a different perspective. Yeah. And then there was the episode in season four where that random college bro sleeps with Buffy. And then yeah. she's like all in love. And then for like five <laughs> episodes, yeah, he like he dumps her and she just doesn't get it. And you're just like, Buffy, tighten it the fuck up. I like that though, because it's the realism of girls going to college and getting fucked over and having like too much aspirations for some. I, I thought it. it was a fun like story they threw in. I there get it too. I just felt it lasted too long. It lasted a while. You remember when he said uh something about to do with a toilet seat or and Riley kicked his ass for it or punched him in the face. Yeah, it was, it was good. And like Riley doesn't know he likes Buffy until that very moment. Yeah. And he's like, Oh shit. I I like her. Yeah. (laughs) But anywho, it was stupid, but But even Riley was a bit of a fucking wham as a character too. He was. Yeah. It was a weird fucking character arc. Joss Whedon. Like it's funny because there's times where he's like so brilliant. And then there's like season three of angel. Season four of Angel. Season four of Angel. Season four of Angel is god awful. Oh fuck! But season five of Angel. Oh man, it's the best. Where he just goes (laughs) fuck it and has a ball. Who would win in a fight between an astronaut and a caveman? In your humble opinion, (laughs) are they allowed weapons? (laughs) Where are they fighting? Precisely, precisely. They're fighting in space. I'm taking an astronaut hands down. (laughs) Yeah, it's a tough one. Like there's so many. I love that when they like you walk in, they walk into that scene and there's fucking screaming each other, like two of the most powerful vampires in the fucking world, and then all of a sudden they're like, "I just." But that makes me love Wesley. He he just goes in and goes, 
is this something we should all be worried about? He goes, no, it's just, okay, in your opinion, who would win a fight? it's just so funny like the the back and forth excuse me the back and forth between uh spike and angel poetic just amazing like you needed that like he needed their best friends but worst enemies yeah but like it works and it doesn't and it was just that compatibility of hating each other but somehow loving each other but also being competitive with one another was amazing and then well, we got those uh, Lucha, the, the, the Lucha episode where that guy also pops in like three episodes before. And you're just like, wait, we're going to find out about this fucking guy. We don't just see him for no reason. Yeah. And so much the, good shit. Yeah, I did. I can say, though, like, I don't know what season it was in. The worst fucking episode that he ever did in Buffy or Angel was in Angel. And it was a stupid fucking puppet episode. No, Jesus that is Christ. my favorite episode of all time. Are you fucking kidding me? This is right my now? favorite episode of all time. It is time. the worst. It is so I, much fun. I always skip that episode. Oh, I can't fucking tolerate Sean, it. You hate joy? You hate fun? <laughs> I, you it's so stupid. The funniest scene in all of Buffy or Angel where you got Spike calling Angel a wee little puppet man. It is hilarious. The humor was lost on me. I was like, hey, guys, they're clearly running out of ideas here. Like, this is fucking stupid. And it was genius. You got these demonic puppets that come out of outer space or some shit going like bippity boppity puppet to Angel. (laughs) And now we have to deal with this. And then meanwhile, he's trying to date this werewolf that tears him to fucking shreds. Amazing. Literally amazing. (laughs) I thought, like, honestly, that is my favorite episode of all time and all of angel i don't know if we've ever talked about this or not but it's an important point to make while we're just shooting the shit about lavi did you like the musical i love the musical oh fuck is it good oh okay i was really worried that you were gonna just go like no i don't like joy no <laughs> man that fucking what, episode ideas? i don't have time for that as far as episodes go and like the story told through the way they told it like brilliant yeah. it was fucking yeah. brilliant and, and like it holds learns- up learns the truth about everyone through song and even yeah. even the nothing songs because it affected yeah. the whole town and they were just saying about whatever was happening yeah. so when they got the mustard out of the guy's shirt and yeah. sing about that or the girl's getting a fucking parking ticket and she's it just was like please don't give me a ticket uh, honestly I, I I still I have those songs like downloaded to my phone because periodically I just want to go back into and the songs are good there's been a couple of times where me and Karen got like fucking hammered and we're listening to tunes and then decided to put that album on and just fucking yeah. went to town on it, singing yeah. the shit out of it. Cause it's, they're all singable songs too. You know what you, I mean? You like guys Spike. sing I'll never tell to one another and who's Xander and who's, uh, uh, who's, uh, Anya. I'm always the guys. Karen's always the girls. Just how it goes. Okay. <laughs> No, but I get you're to be the Buffy. butch and Kieran's the bitch. I hope you get, I get to be later. Buffy, though. You get to be Buffy. Yeah, I'll sing the Buffy parts. Fuck it, him. It's, it, are you the Buffy and uh, and Kieran's your Dawn? <laughs> That's fucked up. Maybe I did say it's more like, um, I'm Faith and he is. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. It's... Oh. I want to talk about this because now that we're on like Buffy and Angel and all that stuff, how infuriating was it? Because I watched it as an adult and that's yeah. probably part of the problem. How infuriating was it where Buffy goes, here's the plan, Angel. We're going to make um, Faith 
think that she like you love her and she's gonna fool around with you and then you're gonna turn all evil all of a sudden and that is our plan her idea and then she sees this happen gets upset with him because he did this because she, he she asked him to and then she is all jealous and upset it drove me fucking bonkers that's awesome. Yeah, from a kid's perspective, it all made sense because relationships are complicated and you just don't know what the fuck that entails yet. But then when you get older and you look at it again, you're like, yeah, you know, sometimes that shit be crazy. <laughs> uh, I was just, I, I, I watched that and I cringe with how like angry I get with how that, that reaction was. You're just like, yeah, I know it wasn't real, but to me it felt real. Bitch, you asked me to do this. Like, I did this for you. <laughs> Did you watch uh, Mother? Like, do you remember that one? Season five? Uh, Mother? When her mom dies? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was Jesus Christ. That was that, like. That goes brutal. down to one of the best written episodes of Buffy because it was yeah. like, it was the Trauma. only like real death that wasn't monster like related. Yeah. And it was just pure raw emotion. Yeah. They nailed trauma like intensely, I thought, in that one. Yeah. Yeah. That one was really good. Good shit. I'll, I have a question of the day prepared for you today. Ooh, do tell. It's a curious one because I'm like really curious to know this answer. We've talked a lot about like collectibles and different shit like that, but mm. what is like of all the things that you own or have and is there one or not? What is like most precious to you? If someone's like, if you're grabbing up your six things because there's a fire or because you know you're mo- leaving forever and you're leaving on a whim what are like the couple things that you're reaching for the most precious shit to you um so i have a replica one of neville longbottom that's pretty i hold pretty dear yeah um i have like the toys of like buzz lightyear and woody the sheriff woody from toy story like they still have like andy on the foot and they're like good condition and i'm pretty proud of those uh my jay and silent bob figures um what's your like holy grail do you have it yet or you haven't gotten it yet or you don't don't think i have it yet no Um, i really want a like a replica model of like the enterprise e yeah, whatever one that was in first contact, that yeah. enterprise. I want that enterprise and have it on display somewhere. That's nice. what I really want. And I would like to have a Millennium Falcon. I had a Millennium Falcon when I was a kid, and I wish my parents didn't give it to me until like 20 years later because <laughs> no I played with that shit to the <clears throat> ground. And I, I just because I didn't appreciate how dope of a toy this was, I would smash it into things. I would fly it and then like I played with it. And that's a thing I wish I didn't play with because like now, like not only would it be worth a bunch now, but it's also like, you know how dope to have like a mod, like a, like the action figure of the millennium Falcon just chilling. And I had an X-wing too, that I fucking destroyed as well because my, my ships went into fucking battle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's sad when you look back at your childhood and you think of the things like I lost my He-Man collection to yeah. a bad situation. And I'm like, man, if I, I wish I fucking had that shit still. Yeah, man, it's it's the worst. Like, And also, 
when you're five or six, you don't appreciate like, you're like, yeah, this is dope. I'm going to play with it. And I did play with it. Like, like it, I have fond memories of playing with it for sure. However, kind of wish I didn't. Yeah. You know no kidding. I mean? Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. so no Holy grails yet, but we're working no. on it. Yeah. We're, we'll get there one day. I'll trip and fall and spend some money. I know um, I know a guy who builds models for the record, and I asked him about an enterprise at one point. And I was gonna use it as a gift idea for a friend. Yeah, that shit is expensive. Yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into it, and like they light it but up. I don't want to build the model. I just want. I know that's where I was at too. Like I ain't building no fucking model, and it's like a huge. I'm, I don't have that skill set, and it is a skill set. The guys yeah. that can build the big models, like holy yeah. shit impressive yeah but it's expensive how, how much i don't remember i i want to say 1200 dollars is the price i got quoted for like a built lit up model and i was like that is way too much for me to ever invest on something like that unless yeah. i have oprah money yeah you gotta have oprah money for one of those um when you brought up kieran before it was a thing i wanted to talk about so i'm sure you saw this in the facebook group but apparently packy's coming out with their new uh Really <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring it up. It was on my list of things to bring up. Yeah. So, Kieran, I'm I'm not going to shy away from it. Yeah, I understand. I owe a video of to the fans and all of you. And the amount of <laughs> shit that I've been getting, I went to play softball last week on last Thursday where I hurt my ribs. People went up to me and said, "Hey man, what's happening with that fucking chip?" And I had to go, <laughs> "Hey, Sometimes people don't press the filming button. I'm sorry. But yeah. Yeah, there's. Um, I've been hearing lots about it too. And Kieran was worried that you might try to dodge it. So he just posted that there for you so that you'd be yeah. able to see the date and there was no backing down. And yeah, he's just committed to helping you is all. Yeah, if he gets first dibs because he's part of like a club or something, tell him to buy it. I'll send him money, ship it over. We'll figure it yeah. out. But like, like I'm not going to shy away from this. I'm going to do it. I won't have any beers that day. Um, yeah, we want sober, Thomas. We want no bullshit this time. Oh, God. The picky, picky. Um, on a on a positive side note, it's this Tuesday that they become avail- available. So, right. um, yeah, keep your eyes open. Tell yeah. Alberto to get on his shit so he only has to spend $7 to get a chip instead of 150 They were so expensive. Like, you, did you see how much? If you buy it... If you buy it though on release day, it's like seven or eight bucks. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. If he has, if uh, Kieran has like premier access to it, like he, he doesn't, he just got the email for it. Okay. Nonetheless, yeah. um, he went and looked, I think. But yeah, tell Alberto because we're holding him to it. And let, are you guys still friends or no after the chip thing? I haven't spoken to him since. Okay. So the friendship, a, to be might honest, be off. he's more of an acquaintance, like a friend of a friend. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. But, like, whatever friendship we could have had, it was just sautéed in the wind. Yeah, for sure. Well, he still has a chance if he comes out with his chip. Tuesday, yeah. Alberto. Tuesday. <laughs> we'll see. If not, you know, we'll maybe we'll just let you off the hook because, you know, I... No, no, Kieran's not letting that happen. I guarantee you anything. <laughs> Kieran's buying, like, four of them and shipping me two. <laughs> so he's going to give me one in case to film to film it. And the second one, just in case the filming goes awry. That's funny. Yeah, yeah people are watching. That's for sure. Our fans yeah. are committed to this. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll uh, 
Kieran, if you're listening to this, and I bet you are, um, buy him. I'll come to Edmonton and do it. I don't give a shit. He's gonna he's gonna be like, I'm not fucking doing that. This has nothing to do with me. I'm not fucking buying it. <laughs> You'll get nothing but praise on the podcast. And apparently your ego is fragile enough that that is good enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, let's get into the recommend. So as I said before, I didn't eat a poutine. Um, but um I do have a recommendation for you. It's based on what you said. Watch the puppet episode and enjoy it. Like, what is I feel wrong? Like that's with you? a cop out. I don't think <laughs> it is because if you skip it, I think you're missing out on one of the greatest things to ever hit television. I'll give it one more watch just for you. It is. I'm pretty sure beginning that it's to end still is stupid. It, beginning to end, it's amazing. I'm not big into puppets. Uh, see, that's where we differ. I am a big puppet guy. I hate, yeah. um, I hate like the ventriloquist dummies. Those scare me. Yeah. But I love puppetry. Interesting. Yeah, ventriloquist um, dummies freak the fuck. I out told of you me. about the Kermit the Frog shit, right? So I have a history. Yeah, but even then, like, just enjoy. It's one of the greatest things to hit the screen. It's one of like honestly, is my number one. If you were gonna ask me what my favorite Angel episode, that is number one. That's fucked up. Is number one. I'll give it one more watch just yeah, for you, you and for the podcast so we can talk about how stupid. Yeah. I mean, so we can talk about it. <laughs> I'll even watch it again. I know you will. You're like, pour some sugar on me. I mean, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I don't understand this hatred you have towards it. It's, by the way, the craftsmanship of the puppets so spot on and then he does like the angry muppet face the it's just a weird waste of an episode is what i figured it was not a waste i thought that they like ran not out of a waste ideas. take it back <laughs> it could season have been such four was puppet. a waste of a season that's true season five episode whatever the fuck <laughs> that is the holy grail of angel episodes one quick comment though wasn't fucking connor badass when at the beginning when he was whining at the very beginning though when he like came out of the portal and he was grown and he's like fucking shit up and he goes out into the city that was good but any everything after that was a complete fucking yeah. waste of time they they took what could have been a badass character yeah. made him a whiny bitch they went and they it. saw all the flaws of western <laughs> pressure and went no let's just repeat it yeah it was fucked up the oh. whole Cordelia love oh, child, like so what the stupid. fuck All of is it was going so on? Stupid. It was painful. Uh, like I, I want to know if there's someone out there who it's their like favorite season. They loved it, and because I it was just terrible. I doubt it. I it fucking, fucking doubt it. I honestly doubt it too. It's terrible. That if you was like Cordelia's the rest of it, last season, and I think it was for a fucking reason. Yeah, no shit. I would, and what's fucked up is if he hadn't have done that stupid shit and just went straight to season five. You know what I mean? It could have been such a good show for a couple more seasons. They probably wouldn't have dilly-dallied, but they're like, what are we going to get out of this asshole this time? Is he going to give us another fucking season four? Like, yeah. I don't know. Because season four was off. Like, that whole, like, he was whiny and he thought, like, oh, you're not my father. This guy's my father. Oh, you're actually my father, but you never loved. Like, go fuck your... Like, I it can't watch these things as an adult because it's just... It's just whiny acting. It's the... Yeah. 
Luke Skywalker. Oh, I want to go in town and buy some power converters. Like, fuck, I get it. Like, life is hard. But quit fucking whining. It was nothing (laughs) but whining. Be a man about it. Have it out with your father. Fight the bastard. Go total Empire Strikes Back on his ass. Yeah. Or a boy named Sue, even. Johnny Cash style. Jesus Christ. Go fight him and find out his fucking reason. Yeah, it's stupid shit. Terrible. And then, like, even that, like, even season three, we're like, Wesley took Connor because he was worried what Angel was going to do. Yeah, that was so stupid. I just... The prophecy. The uh, prophecy. Just the prophecy. Yeah, there was a lot of that, just me going, I don't don't know about this one, Joss. (laughs) Joss. For sure. Yeah. And, like, I never got a real closure on the Wolf Ram and Hart. No. They didn't, like arc that in the right way at all and it was i don't know it was it was all wonky the whole wolfram and hart thing right from the get-go was wonky and especially when episodes. they're also involved in uh uh lauren's universe yeah that was good that was a good that, those were a great series of episodes yeah. yeah they were fred is one of my all-time favorite characters me too she is so lovable for sure really nice person too i met the actress in person yeah she she's just so likable like even in um cabin in the woods you ever see that i did yeah way back when yeah she's in that too and she's just so likable like for sure i like even when she played that demon lady at the end of angel i still loved her yeah uh, uh Illyria. yeah wicked it was tough to lose her though like i felt that there's like yeah three things in angel that made me go what what the fuck why'd you do this joss why 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 uh, number one, that that number one is Connor fucking Cordelia. Yeah, why? 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 That was like, so I, bad. Yeah, I, I hated that. <laughs> me too. It was I terrible. Hated that. A friend of mine put me onto Angel, and I was watching it. It was like midnight or some shit, and I texted her right after I saw that. I go, "What the fuck?" Yeah, Connor and Cordelia. No, so no, no, weird. No. So weird. Like, I find Buffy and Spike a more like realistic relationship than Cordelia yeah. and Connor. What the actual fuck happened? It was so there. dumb. Yeah, just shitty uh, writing. Yeah. Uh, two is uh, what we were just talking about. Um, holy fuck, what were we just talking about? The puppet episode? No, don't you dare. <laughs> um, no, uh, what were we... Uh, killing off Fred? Yeah. That was the other one of just... What the fuck? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I love her. Why? Yeah. Kill off Lorne. Pretty much. <laughs> I love Lorne though. He was yeah, a really yeah. great character. Um, and then the third what the fuck for me was the um was like the dragon, but no payoff of the dragon. Yeah. And that wasn't a what the like what the fuck is happening. That is what the fuck. A yeah, dragon? The last battle, you're just like, seriously. Yeah. yeah. So good though. So good. So uh, clearly we talk a lot about Star Trek and Angel in this one. Um, <laughs> Shit happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll figure out a good title for this one, but I think we should wrap up. What do you think? Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Uh, this has been one, uh, Two Sides of the Story. I'm Tom Sides, and this has been One Side of the Story. And I'm Sean Sides, and this has been Another Side of the Story. Have, Have a, a great, great week, week, everybody. Live long and prosper. Sides of the story, two sides.
sides of the story with Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod, and if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.